This is Chapter Three of Sketches New and Old. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Sketches New and Old by Mark Twain. Chapter Three: The Jumping Frog, written about 1865, in English, then in French, then clawed back into a civilized language once more by patient, unremunerated toil. Even a criminal is entitled to fair play and certainly when a man who has done no harm has been unjustly treated, he is privileged to do his best to right himself. My attention has just been called to an article some three years old in a French magazine entitled Revue des Deux Mondes, Review of Some Two Worlds, wherein the writer treats of les humoristes américains, these humorists Americans. I am one of these humorists Americans dissected by him and hence the complaint I am making. This gentleman's article is an able one, as articles go, in the French, where they always tangle up everything to that degree that when you start into a sentence you never know whether you are going to come out alive or not. It is a very good article, and the writer says all manner of kind and complimentary things about me, for which I am sure I thank him with all my heart. But then, why should he go and spoil all his praise by one unlucky experiment? What I refer to is this. He says my jumping frog is a funny story, but still he can't see why it should ever really convulse anyone with laughter, and straightway proceeds to translate it into French in order to prove to his nation that there is nothing so very extravagantly funny about it. Just there is where my complaint originates. He has not translated it at all. He has simply mixed it all up. It is no more like the jumping frog when he gets through with it than I am like a meridian of longitude. But my mere assertion is not proof. Wherefore I print the French version, that all may see that I do not speak falsely. Furthermore, in order that even the unlettered may know my injury and give me their compassion, I have been at infinite pains and trouble to retranslate this French version back into English, and to tell the truth I have well-nigh worn myself out at it, having scarcely rested from my work during five days and nights. I cannot speak the French language, but I can translate very well, though not fast, I being self-educated. I ask the reader to run his eye over the original English version of The Jumping Frog, and then read the French, or my retranslation, and kindly take notice how the Frenchman has riddled the grammar. I think it is the worst I ever saw, and yet the French are called a polished nation. If I had a boy that put sentences together as they do, I would polish him to some purpose. Without further introduction, the jumping frog, as I originally wrote it, was as follows. After it will be found the French version, and after the latter my retranslation from the French. The Notorious Jumping Frog of Calaveras County, pronounced Calaveras. In compliance with the request of a friend of mine who wrote me from the East, I called on good-natured, garrulous old Simon Wheeler, and inquired after my friend's friend, Leonidas W. Smiley, as requested to do, and I hereunto append the result. I have a lurking suspicion that Leonidas W. Smiley is a myth, that my friend never knew such a personage, and that he only conjectured that if I asked old Wheeler about him, it would remind him of his infamous Jim Smiley, and he would go to work and bore me to death with some exasperating reminiscence of him as long and as tedious as it should be useless to me. 
if that was the design it succeeded i found simon wheeler dozing comfortably by the barroom stove of the dilapidated tavern in the decayed mining camp of angels and i noticed that he was fat and bald-headed and had an expression of winning gentleness and simplicity upon his tranquil countenance he roused up and gave me good day i told him that a friend of mine had commissioned me to make some inquiries about a cherished companion of his boyhood named leonidas w smiley reverend leonidas w smiley a young minister of the gospel who he had heard was at one time resident of angel's camp i added that if mr wheeler could tell me anything about this reverend leonidas w smiley i would feel under many obligations to him simon wheeler backed me into a corner and blockaded me there with his chair and then sat down and reeled off the monotonous narrative which follows this paragraph he never smiled he never frowned he never changed his voice from the gentle flowing key to which he tuned his initial sentence he never betrayed the slightest suspicion of enthusiasm but all through the interminable narrative there ran a vein of impressive earnestness and sincerity which showed me plainly that so far from his imagining that there was anything ridiculous or funny about his story he regarded it as a really important matter and admired its two heroes as men of transcendent genius in finesse i let him go on in his own way and never interrupted him once reverend leonidas w <clears throat> reverend lee well there was a feller here once by the name of jim smiley in the winter of forty nine or maybe it was the spring of fifty i don't recollect exactly somehow though what makes me think it was one or the other is because i remember the big flume warn't finished when he first come to the camp but anyway he was the curiousest man about always betting on anything that turned up you ever see if he could get anybody to bet on the other side and if he couldn't he'd change sides any way that suited the other man would suit him any way just so's he got a bet he was satisfied but still he was lucky uncommon lucky he most always come out winner he was always ready and laying for a chance there couldn't be no solitary thing mentioned but that feller'd offer to bet on it and take every side you please as i was just telling you if there was a horse race you'd find him flush or you'd find him busted at the end of it if there was a dog fight he'd bet on it if there was a cat fight he'd bet on it if there was a chicken fight he'd bet on it why if there was two birds setting on a fence he would bet you which one would fly first or if there was a camp meeting he would be there regular to bet on parson walker which he judged to be the best exhorter about here and so he was too and a good man if he even see a straddle-bug start to go anywheres he would bet you how long it would take him to get to to wherever he was going to and if you took him up he would follow that straddle-bug to mexico but what he would find out where he was bound for and how long he was on the road lots of the boys here has seen that smiley and can tell you about him why it never made no difference to him he'd bet on anything the dangdest feller parson walker's wife laid very sick once for a good while and it seemed as if they warn't going to save her but one morning he come in and smiley up and asked him how she was and he said she was considerable better thank the lord for his infinite mercy and coming on so smart that with the blessing of providence she'd get well yet and smiley before he thought says well i'll risk two and a half she don't anyway 
this year smiley had a mare the boys called her the fifteen-minute nag but that was only in fun you know because of course she was faster than that and he used to win money on that horse for all she was so slow and always had the asthma or the distemper or the consumption or something of that kind they used to give her two or three hundred yards start and then pass her under way but always at the fag end of the race she got excited and desperate-like and come cavorting and straddling up and scattering her legs around limber sometimes in the air and sometimes out to one side among the fences and kicking up more dust and raising more racket with her coughing and sneezing and blowing her nose and always fetch up at the stand just about a neck ahead as near as you could cipher it down and he had a little small bull-pup that to look at him you'd think he weren't worth a cent but to set around and look ornery and lay for a chance to steal something but as soon as money was up on him he was a different dog his underjaw'd begin to stick out like a forecastle of a steamboat and his teeth would uncover and shine like the furnaces and a dog might tackle him and bullyrag him and bite him and throw him over his shoulder two or three times and andrew jackson which was the name of the pup andrew jackson would never let on but that he was satisfied and hadn't expected nothing else and the bets being doubled and doubled on the other side all the time till the money was all up and then all of a sudden he would grab that other dog just by the joint of his hind leg and freeze to it not chaw you understand but only just grip and hang on till they throwed up the sponge if it was a year smiley always come out winner on that pup till he harnessed a dog once that didn't have no hind legs because they'd been sawed off in a circular saw and when the thing had gone along far enough and the money was all up and he come to make a snatch for his pet holt he see in a minute how he'd been imposed on and how the other dog had him in the door so to speak and he peered surprised and then he looked sort of discouraged like and didn't try no more to win the fight and so he got shucked out bad he gives smiley a look as much as to say his heart was broke and it was his fault for putting up a dog that hadn't no hind legs for him to take hold of which was his main dependence in a fight and then he limped off a piece and laid down and died it was a good pup was that andrew jackson and would have made a name for himself if he'd lived for the stuff was in him and he had genius i know it because he hadn't no opportunities to speak of and it don't stand to reason that a dog could make such a fight as he could under them circumstances if he hadn't no talent it always makes me feel sorry when i think of that last fight of his'n and the way it turned out well this year smiley had rat tarriers and chicken cocks and tomcats and all them kind of things till you couldn't rest and you couldn't fetch nothing for him to bet on but he'd match you he catched a frog one day and took him home and said he calculated to educate him and so he never done nothing for three months but set in his back yard and learn that frog to jump and you bet you he did learn him too he'd give him a little punch behind and the next minute you'd see that frog whirling in the air like a doughnut see him turn one somerset or maybe a couple if he got a good start and come down flat-footed and all right like a cat he got him up so in the matter of catching flies and kept him in practice so constant that he'd nail a fly every time as fur as he could see him smiley said all a frog wanted was education and he could do most anything and i believe him why i've seen him set daniel webster down here on this floor uh, daniel webster was the name of the frog and sing out flies daniel flies 
and quicker you could wink he'd spring straight up and snake a fly off in the counter there and flop down on the floor again as solid as a gob of mud and fall to scratching the side of his head with his hind foot as indifferent as if he hadn't no idea he'd been doing any more than any frog might do you never see a frog so modest and straightforward as he was for all he was so gifted and when it come to fire and square jumping on a dead level he could get over more ground at one straddle than any animal of his breed you ever see jumping on a dead level was his strong suit you understand and when it come to that smiley would ante up money on him as long as he had a red smiley was monstrous proud of his frog and well he might be for fellers that had traveled and been everywheres all said he laid over any frog that ever they see well smiley kept the beast in a little lattice box and he used to fetch him downtown sometimes and lay for a bet one day a feller a stranger in the camp he was come across him with his box and says what might it be that you've got in the box and smiley says sorter indifferent like it might be a parrot or might be a canary maybe but it ain't it's only just a frog and the feller took it and looked at it careful and turned it around this way and that and says hm so tis well what's he good for well smiley says easy and careless he's good for one thing i should judge he can out jump any frog in calaveras county the feller took the box again and took another long particular look and gave it back to smiley and says very deliberate well he says i don't see no pints about that frog that's any better than any other frog maybe you don't smiley says maybe you understand frogs and maybe you don't understand em maybe you've had experience and maybe you ain't only an amateur as it were anyways i've got my opinion and i'll risk forty dollars that he can out jump any frog in calaveras county and the feller studied a minute and then says kinder sad like well i'm only a stranger here and i ain't got no frog but if i had a frog i'd bet you and then smiley says it's all right that's all right if you'll hold my box a minute i'll go and get you a frog and so the feller took the box and put up his forty dollars along with smiley's and set down to wait so he set there good while thinking and thinking to himself and then he got the frog out and prized his mouth open and took a teaspoon and filled him full of quail shot filled him pretty near up to his chin and set him on the floor smiley he went to the swamp and slopped around in the mud for a long time and finally he ketched a frog and fetched him in and give him to this feller and says now if you're ready set him alongside of dan'l with his four paws just even with dan'l's and i'll give the word then he says one two three git and him and the feller touches up the frogs from behind and the new frog hopped off lively but dan'l give a heave and hysted up his shoulders so like a frenchman but it weren't no use he couldn't budge he was planted as solid as a church and he couldn't no more stir than if he was anchored out smiley was a good deal surprised and he was disgusted too but he didn't have no idea what the matter was of course the feller took the money and started away and when he was going out at the door he sort of jerked his thumb over his shoulder so at dan'l and says again very deliberate well he says i don't see no pints about that frog that's any better than any other frog smiley he stood scratching his head and looking down at daniel a long time and at last he says 
I do wonder what in the nation that frog throwed off for. I wonder if there ain't something the matter with him. He appears to look mighty baggy somehow. And he catched Dan'l by the nap of the neck and hefted him and says, Why, I blame my cats if he don't weigh five pound, and turned him upside down and he belched out a double handful of shot. And then he see how it was, and he was the maddest man. He set the frog down and took out after that feller, but he never catched him. And here Simon Wheeler heard his name called from the front yard and got up to see what was wanted. And turning to me as he moved away, he said, Just set where you are, stranger, and rest easy. I ain't going to be gone a second. But by your leave I did not think that a continuation of the history of the enterprising vagabond Jim Smiley would be likely to afford me much information concerning the Reverend Leonidas W. Smiley, and so I started away. At the door I met the sociable Wheeler returning, and he buttonholed me and recommenced. Well, this here Smiley had a yaller one-eyed cow that didn't have no tail, only just a short stump like a banana, and— However, lacking both time and inclination, I did not wait to hear about the afflicted cow, but took my leave. Now, let the learned look upon this picture, and say if iconoclasm can further go. From the Revue des Deux Mondes of July 15, 1872 la grenouille sauteuse du comté de Calaveras Il y avait, une fois ici, un individu connu sous le nom de Jim Smiley. C'était dans l'hiver de quarante-neuf, peut-être bien au printemps de cinquante, je ne me rappelle pas exactement. Ce qui me fait croire que c'était l'un ou l'autre, c'est que je me souviens que le grand bief n'était pas achevé lorsqu'il arriva au camp pour la première fois. Mais de toute façon, il était l'homme le plus friand de Paris qui pût se voir, pariant sur tout ce qui se présenta, quand il pouvait trouver un adversaire, et, quand il n'en trouvait pas, il passait du côté opposé. Tout ce qui convenait à l'autre lui convenait, pourvu qu'il eût un pari, Smiley était satisfait. Et il avait une chance, une chance inouïe, presque toujours il gagnait. Il faut dire qu'il était toujours prêt à s'exposer qu'on ne pouvait mentionner la moindre chose sans que ce gaillard offrît de parier là-dessus n'importe quoi et de prendre le côté qu'on l'en voudrait, comme je vous disais tout à l'heure. S'il y avait des courses, vous le trouviez riche ou ruiné à la fin. S'il y avait un combat de chien, il apportait son enjeu. Il apportait pour un combat de chat, pour un combat de coq. Parbleu Si vous aviez vu deux oiseaux sur une haie, il vous aurait offert de parier lequel s'envolerait le premier, et s'il y avait meeting au camp, il venait parier régulièrement pour le curé Valker, qu'il jugeait être le meilleur prédicateur des environs, et qu'il était en effet un brave homme. Il aurait rencontré une punaise de bois en chemin, qu'il aurait parié sur le temps qu'il lui faudrait pour aller où elle voudrait aller, et, si vous l'aviez prise au mot, il aurait suivi la punaise jusqu'au Mexique, sans se soucier d'aller si loin, ni du temps qu'il y perdrait. Une fois, la femme du curé Valker fut très malade pendant longtemps. Il semblait qu'on ne la sauverait pas. Mais un matin, le curé arrive, et Smiley lui demande comment elle va, et il dit qu'elle est bien mieux, grâce à l'infinie miséricorde tellement mieux, qu'avec la bénédiction de la Providence, elle s'en tirerait, et voilà que, sans y penser, Smiley répond « Eh bien, je gage deux ennemis qu'elle mourra tout de même. » 
Ce smiley avait une jument que les gars appelaient le bidet du quart d'heure. Mais seulement pour plaisanter, vous comprenez, parce que, bien entendu, elle était plus vite que ça. Et il avait coutume de gagner de l'argent avec cette bête. Quoiqu'elle fût poussive, cornarde, toujours prise d'asthme, de colique ou de consomption, ou de quelque chose d'approchant. On lui donnait deux ou trois cents yards au départ, puis on la dépassait sans peine. Mais jamais à la fin, elle ne manquait de s'échauffer, de s'exaspérer, et elle arrivait, s'écartant, se défendant, ses jambes grêles en l'air devant les obstacles, quelquefois les évitant et faisant avec cela plus de poussière qu'aucun cheval, plus de bruit surtout avec ses éternuements et reniflements. Crac Elle arrivait donc, toujours première d'une tête, aussi juste qu'on peut le mesurer. Et il avait un petit boule d'ogue qui, à le voir, ne valait pas un sou. On aurait cru que parier contre lui s'était volé tant il était ordinaire. Mais aussitôt les oranges faits, il devenait un autre chien. Sa mâchoire inférieure commençait à ressortir comme un gaillard d'avant. Ses dents se découvraient brillantes comme des fournaises, et un chien pouvait le taquiner, l'exciter, le mordre, le jeter deux ou trois fois par-dessus de son épaule. André Jackson, c'était le nom du chien, André Jackson prenait cela tranquillement, comme s'il ne se fût jamais attendu à autre chose, et quand les paris étaient doubles et redoubles contre lui, il vous saisissait l'autre chien juste à l'articulation de la jambe de derrière, et il ne la lâchait plus, non pas qu'il la mâchât, vous concevez, mais il s'y serait tenu pendu jusqu'à ce qu'on jetât l'éponge en l'air, fallut-il attendre un an. Smiley gagnait toujours avec cette bête-là. Malheureusement, ils ont fini par dresser un chien qui n'avait pas de pattes de derrière, parce qu'on les avait sciés. Et quand les choses furent au point qu'il voulait, et qu'il en vint à se jeter sur son morceau favori, le pauvre chien comprit en un instant qu'on s'en était moqué de lui, et que l'autre le tenait. Vous n'avez jamais vu personne avoir l'air plus penaud et plus découragé. Il ne fit aucun effort pour gagner le combat, et fut rudement secoué, de sorte que, regardant Smiley comme pour lui dire, « Mon cœur est brisé, c'est à ta faute. Pourquoi m'avoir livré à un chien qui n'a pas de pattes de derrière puisque c'est par là que je les bats. » Il s'en alla en clopinant et se coucha pour mourir. Ah c'était un bon chien, cet André Jackson, et il se serait fait un nom s'il avait vécu, car il y avait de l'étoffe en lui, il avait du génie, je le sais, bien que de grandes occasions lui aient manqué. Mais il est impossible de supposer qu'un chien capable de se battre comme lui, certaines circonstances étant données, ait manqué de talent. Je me sens triste toutes les fois que je pense à son dernier combat et au dénouement qu'il a eu. Eh bien, ce smiley nourrissait des terriers à rats et des coques de combat et des chats et toutes sortes de choses, au point qu'il était toujours en mesure de vous tenir tête et qu'avec sa rage de Paris, on n'avait plus de repos. Il attrapa un jour une grenouille et l'emporta chez lui, disant qu'il prétendait faire son éducation. Vous me croirez si vous voulez mais pendant trois mois, il n'a rien fait que de lui apprendre à sauter dans une cour retirée de sa maison. Et je vous réponds qu'il avait réussi. Il lui donnait un petit coup par derrière, et l'instant d'après, vous voyez la grenouille tourner en l'air comme un beignet au-dessus de la poêle, faire une culbute, quelquefois deux lorsqu'elle était bien partie, et retomber sur ses pattes comme un chat. Il l'avait dressée dans l'art de gober des mouches, 
et l'y exerçait continuellement, si bien qu'une mouche, du plus loin qu'elle apparaissait, était une mouche perdue. Smiley avait coutume de dire que tout ce qui manquait à une grenouille, c'était l'éducation, qu'avec l'éducation, elle pouvait faire presque tout, et je le crois. Tenez, je l'ai vu poser Daniel Webster, là, sur ce plancher, Daniel Webster était le nom de la grenouille, et lui chanter « Des mouches, Daniel, des mouches !» En un clin d'œil, Daniel avait bondi et saisi une mouche ici, sur le comptoir, puis sauté de nouveau par terre, où il restait vraiment à se gratter la tête avec sa patte de derrière, comme s'il n'avait pas eu la moindre idée de sa supériorité. « Jamais vous n'avez vu de grenouille aussi modeste, aussi naturelle, douée comme elle l'était. Et... » Quand il s'agissait de sauter purement et simplement sur terrain plat, elle faisait plus de chemin en un saut qu'aucune bête de son espèce que vous puissiez connaître. Sauter à plat, c'était son fort. Quand il s'agissait de cela, Smiley entassait les enjeux sur elle tant qu'il lui restait un rouge liard. Il faut le reconnaître, Smiley était monstrueusement fier de sa grenouille et il en avait le droit, car des gens qui avaient voyagé qui avait tout vu, disait qu'on lui faisait injure de la comparer à une autre, de façon que Smiley gardait Daniel dans une petite boîte à claire-voie qu'il emportait parfois à la ville pour quelques paris. Un jour, un individu étranger au camp l'arrête avec sa boîte et lui dit « Qu'est-ce que vous avez donc serré là-dedans » Smiley dit d'un air indifférent « Cela pourrait être un perroquet ou un serin, mais ce n'est rien de pareil. » Ce n'est qu'une grenouille. L'individu la prend, la regarde avec soin, la tourne d'un côté et de l'autre, puis il dit Tiens, en effet, à quoi est-elle bonne Mon Dieu, répond Smiley, toujours d'un air dégagé. Elle est bonne pour une chose, à mon avis elle peut battre en sautant toute grenouille du comté de Calaveras. L'individu reprend la boîte, l'examine de nouveau longuement, et la rend à Smiley en disant d'un air délibéré. « Eh bien, je ne vois pas que cette grenouille ait rien de mieux qu'aucune grenouille. »« Possible que vous ne le voyiez pas, » dit Smiley. « Possible que vous vous entendiez en grenouille. Possible que vous ne vous y entendiez point. Possible que vous ayez de l'expérience. Et possible que vous ne soyez qu'un amateur. De toute manière, je parie quarante dollars qu'elle battra en sautant n'importe quelle grenouille du comté de Calaveras. » L'individu réfléchit une seconde et dit, comme attristé, « Je ne suis qu'un étranger ici, je n'ai pas de grenouille, mais si j'en avais une, je tiendrais le pari. »« Fort bien, » répond Smiley, « rien de plus facile. Si vous voulez tenir ma boîte une minute, j'irai vous chercher une grenouille. » Voilà donc l'individu qui garde la boîte, qui met ses quarante dollars sur ceux de Smiley et qui attend. Il attend assez longtemps, réfléchissant tout seul, et figurez-vous qu'il prend Daniel, lui ouvre la bouche de force, avec une cuillère à thé, l'emplit de menu plomb de chasse, mais l'emplit jusqu'au menton, puis il le pose par terre. Smiley, pendant ce temps, était à barboter dans une mare. Finalement, il attrape une grenouille, la porte à cet individu et dit « Maintenant, si vous êtes prêts, mettez-la tout contre Daniel, avec leurs pattes de devant sur la même ligne, et je donnerai le signal. Puis il ajoute « Un, deux, trois, sautez !» Lui et l'individu, 
touche leur grenouille par derrière, et la grenouille neuve se met à sautiller, mais Daniel se soulève lourdement, hausse les épaules ainsi, comme un Français. À quoi bon Il ne pouvait bouger. Il était planté solide, comme une enclume. Il n'avançait pas plus que si on l'eût mis à l'encre. Smiley fut surpris et dégoûté. Mais il ne se doutait pas du tour, bien entendu. L'individu empoche l'argent, s'en va, et, en s'en allant, est-ce qu'il ne donna pas un coup de pouce par-dessus l'épaule, comme ça, au pauvre Daniel, en disant de son air délibéré ?« Eh bien, je ne vois pas que cette grenouille est rien de mieux qu'une autre. » Smiley se gratta longtemps la tête, les yeux fixés sur Daniel, jusqu'à ce qu'enfin il dit « Je me demande comment diable il se fait que cette bête ait refusé. Est-ce qu'elle aurait quelque chose On croirait qu'elle est enflée. » Il empoigne Daniel par la peau du cou, le soulève et dit « Le loup me croque si elle ne pèse pas cinq livres. » Il le retourne et le malheureux crache deux poignées de plomb. Quand Smiley reconnut ce qui en était, il fut comme fou. « Vous le voyez d'ici, poser sa grenouille par terre et courir après cet individu. Mais il ne le rattrapa jamais et... » Translation of the above, back from the French. The frog jumping of the county of Calaveras. A bientôt. It there was one time here an individual known under the name of Jim Smiley. It was in the winter of forty-nine, possibly well at the spring of fifty. I know me recollect not exactly. This which me makes to believe that it was the one or the other, it is that I shall remember that the grand flume is not achieved when he arrives at the camp for the first time, but of all sides he was the man the most fond of to bet which one have seen, betting upon all that which is presented, when he could find an adversary, and when he not of it could not he passed to the side opposed. All that which convenienced to the other, to him convenienced also, seeing that he had a bet, Smiley was satisfied. And he had a chance, a chance even worthless, nearly always he gained. It must to say that he was always near to himself exposed, but one no could mention the least thing without that Gaillard offered to bet the bottom, no matter what, and to take the side that one him would, as I, you, it said, all at the hour, If it there was of races, you him find rich or ruined at the end. If it there is a combat of dogs, he bring his bet. He himself laid always for a combat of cats, for a combat of cocks, by blue. If you have see two birds upon a fence, he you should have offered of to bet which of those birds shall fly the first. And if there is meeting at the camp, meeting au camp, He comes to bet regularly for the curé walker, which he judged to be the best predicator of the neighborhood, prédicateur des environs, and which he was, in effect, and a brave man. He would encounter a bug of wood in the road, whom he will bet upon the time which he shall take to go where she would go, and if you him have take at the word, he will follow the bug as far as Mexic, without himself caring to go so far, neither of the time which he there lost. One time the woman of the curé walker is very sick during long time. It seemed that one not her saved not. But one morning the curé arrives, and Smiley him demanded how she goes, and he said that she is well better, grace to the infinite misery, lui demande comme elle va, et il dit 
qu'elle est bien mieux grâce à l'infini miséricorde so much better that with the benediction of the providence she herself of it would pull out elle s'en tirer and behold that without their thinking smiley responds well i gauge two and a half that she will die all of same this smiley had an animal which the boys called the nag of the quarter of hour but solely for pleasantry you comprehend because well understand she was more fast as that now why that exclamation m t and it was custom of to gain of the silver with this beast notwithstanding she was poussive cornard always taken of asthma of colics or of consumption or something of approaching one him would give two or three hundred yards at the departure then one him passed without pain but never at the last she not fail of herself echauve of herself exasperate and she arrives herself écartant se défendant her legs grêle in the air before the obstacles sometimes them elevating and making with this more of dust than any horse more of noise above with his éternement and reniflement crack she arrives then always first by one head as just as one can it measure and he had a small bulldog bulldog who to him see no value not a cent one would believe that to bet against him it was to steal so much he was ordinary but as soon as the game made she becomes another dog her jaw inferior commenced to project like a deck of before his teeth themselves discover brilliant like some furnaces and a dog could him tackle le taquinet him excite him murder le mordre him throw two or three times over his shoulder andre jackson this was the name of the dog andre jackson takes that tranquillity as if he not himself was never expecting other thing and when the bets were doubled and redoubled against him he you sees the other dog just at the articulation of the leg of behind and he not it leave more not that he masticate you conceive but he himself there shall be holding during until that one throws the sponge in the air must he wait a year smiley gained always with this beast la unhappily they have finished by elevating a dog who no had not a feet of behind because one them had sawed and when things were at the point that he would and that he came to himself throw upon his morsel favorite the poor dog comprehended in an instant that he himself was deceived in him and that the other dog him had you know have never seen person having the air more penal and more discouraged he not made no effort to gain the combat and was rudely shucked eh bien this smiley nourished some terriers à rat, and some cocks of combat and some cats and all sorts of things and with his rage of betting one no had more of repose he trapped one day a frog and him imported with him et l'emporta chez lui saying that he pretended to make his education you me believe if you will but during three months he not has nothing done but to him apprehend to jump apprendre à sauter in a court retired of her mansion de sa maison and i you respond that he have succeeded he him gives a small blow by behind and the instant after you shall see the frog turn in the air like a grease biscuit make one somersault sometimes two when she was well started and refall upon his feet like a cat 
he him had accomplished in the art of to gobble the flies gober des mouches and him their exercise continually so well that a fly at the most far that she appeared was a fly lost smiley had custom to say that all which lacked to a frog it was the education but with the education she could do nearly all and i him believe tenez i him have seen pose daniel webster there upon this plank daniel webster was the name of the frog and to him sing some flies daniel some flies in a flash of the eye daniel had bounded and seized a fly here upon the counter then jumped anew at the earth where he rested truly to himself scratched the head with his behind foot as if he no had not the least idea of his superiority never you not have seen frog as modest as natural sweet as she was and when he himself agitated to jump purely and simply upon plain earth she does more ground in one jump than any beast of his species than you can know to jump plain this was his strong when he himself agitated for that smiley multiplied the bets upon her as long as there to him remained a red it must to know smiley was monstrously proud of his frog and he of it was right for some men who were travelled who had all seen said that they to him would be injurious to him compared to another frog smiley guarded daniel in a little box latticed which he carried by times to the village for some bet one day an individual stranger at the camp him arrested with his box and him said what is this that you have them shut up there within smiley said with an air indifferent that could be a paroquet or a syringe ou un serin. but this no is nothing of such it not is but a frog the individual it took it regarded with care it turned from one side and from the other then he said tiens in effect at what is she good my god responds smiley always with an air disengaged she is good for one thing to my notice a mon avis she can batter in jumping elle peut battre en sautant all frogs of the county of calaveras the individual retook the box it examined of new longly and it rendered to smiley in saying with an air deliberate eh bien i know saw not that that frog had nothing of better than each frog je ne vois pas que cette grenouille est rien de mieux qu'aucune grenouille if that isn't grammar gone to seed then i count myself no judge m t possible that you not it saw not said smiley possible that you you comprehend frogs possible that you not you there comprehend nothing possible that you had of the experience and possible that you not be but an amateur of all manner de toute manière i bet forty dollars that she batter in jumping no matter which frog of the county of calaveras the individual reflected a second and said like sad i not am but a stranger here i know have not a frog but if i of it had one i would embrace the bet strong well respond smiley nothing of more facility if you will hold my box a minute i go you to search a frog j'irai vous chercher behold then the individual who guards the box who puts his forty dollars upon those of smiley and who attends et qui attend he attended enough long times reflecting all solely and figure you that he takes daniel 
him opens the mouth by force and with a teaspoon him fills with shot of the hunt even him fills just to the chin then he him puts by the earth smiley during these times was at slopping in a swamp finally he trapped attrape, a frog him carried to that individual and said now if you be ready put him all against daniel with their before feet upon the same line and i give the signal then he added one two three advance him and the individual touched their frogs by behind and the frog knew put to jump smartly but daniel himself lifted ponderously exalted the shoulders thus like a frenchman to what good he not could budge he is planted solid like a church he not advance no more than if one him had put at the anchor smiley was surprised and disgusted but he not himself doubted not of the turn being intended mais il ne se doutait pas du tour bien entendu the individual impocketed the silver himself with it went and of it himself in going is it that he no gives not a jerk of thumb over the shoulder like that at poor daniel in saying with his air deliberate l'individu l'empoche l'argent s'en va et en s'en allant est-ce qu'il ne donne pas un coup de pouce par-dessus l'épaule comme ça au pauvre daniel en disant de son air délibéré eh bien i know see not that that frog has nothing of better than another smiley himself scratched long times the head the eyes fixed upon daniel until that which at last he said i me demand how the devil it makes itself that this beast has refused is it that she had something one would believe that she is stuffed he grasped daniel by the skin of the neck him lifted and said the wolf me bite if he no way not five pounds he him reversed and the unhappy belched two handfuls of shot il malheureux etc when smiley recognized how it was he was like mad he deposited his frog by the earth and ran after that individual but he not him caught never such is the jumping frog to the distorted french eye i claim that i never put together such an odious mixture of bad grammar and delirium tremens in my life and what has a poor foreigner like me done to be abused and misrepresented like this when i say well i don't see no pints about that frog that's any better than any other frog is it kind is it just for this frenchman to try to make it appear that i said eh bien i know saw not that that frog had nothing of better than each frog i have no heart to write more i never felt so about anything before hartford march eighteen seventy five end of chapter three